Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I'm kind of chuckling because the thought, I just do what I'm told, comes to mind right at the moment. I had absolutely no intention of doing a podcast and then (laughs) I got this inspiration to talk about something. So I do what, basically what I'm told by inspiration. (laughs) It was inspired by a, I listened to a TikTok yesterday that I found really interesting. Um, This, this person was actually quoting my, my guru that I talk about all the time. He was quoting David Hawkins. um, MD, PhD, he wrote Power Versus Force. And I studied his works, mostly two of them, uh, Eye of the Eye and I. I I didn't study the other ones as much. I may have read them, perused them, but I didn't, I didn't study them. But anyway, and she, she was talking about this concept of, of the, that he has like actually in the book. Okay, he has this concept in the book of sort of this hierarchy of emotions and vibrational uh, attributes leading to different um, different outcomes, I guess you could say. But he would also say, he would also say, I, I really believe that he would be one that would would really caution people from being too uh, quick to believe themselves higher than what they are. Like, and I don't even like using the term higher. Hi, this vibration is higher than that vibration. Because I think we have to be incredibly careful to not have what somebody kind of corrected me and said, spiritual arrogance. And, and so I, but however, this podcast is going to be about the opposite because that was more my problem. My my problem, and it was a problem for many, 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 many years, was that I, I mean, I grew up with very, very poor self-esteem. I didn't have, I didn't have very, a very high opinion of myself. And it was a really, really big barrier in my life to a lot of things was to think so poorly of myself that basically I attracted poorly because I thought poorly and I had no idea like and I I mean one of the ways was my for lack of a better term my my intelligence factor it was like I was from a very young age, I had gotten it in my head that I was not very smart. 
and it did not help whatsoever to be raised in an era where blondness was equated with dumbness which i make i kind of make jokes about but it's really not funny uh the dumb blonde jokes and and i really it had been such a barrier for me throughout my life uh people just making assumptions about me based solely on my hair color and being female so I have like these two whammies first of all I can't be very intelligent because I'm a girl and I can't do anything I don't know anything I'm kind of a dummy because I'm a girl and secondly I don't know anything because I'm blonde I'm a blonde girl my god um which is kind of strange that I have I have built a brand about my my content or my subject matter this, the nature of reality around the term blonde-haired girl so it was sort of like i turned this thing that was was this this double negative into actually a superpower <laughs> <laughs> it actually just came to me all of my ideas have just come to me but like and I didn't know I didn't know what was coming down the pike but I had actually my son had made something for me years ago uh I started to have these images and I really I really wasn't a very good artist um and I really wanted sort of things would come to me in pictures and I wish that I had the ability to actually put them into um into some form of visual art art so that an idea could be expressed in an image um but and at the same time I had watched this program by Charlie Brown the little blonde-haired girl the little red-haired girl so he fell in love with this little girl and it's Valentine's Day and he wants to buy her he made her a valentine and he wants to buy her a present but he's so scared and she's the little red-haired girl um and like and if you think about it even like red-haired people have like this horrible it's like how do we judge a person by their hair? You know, like, and then like people who have like super, super curly hair or Afro hair or, you know, whatever their hair is, how do we like actually judge somebody? Like, like people are judged by the weirdest stuff, aren't they? Like stuff that there, there's really, I mean, and and we have we we put all this stuff to our hair to try to change it we color it we use curling irons we we do all of this stuff to our hair to try to better our um make it look the way we think that society wants us to look oh it's just so crazy but it's sort of an aside 
but, um, but so I, so getting back to my subject matter, which is, which is what I'm going to talk about is, um, false humility. I want to talk about false humility because I think that it, that it is, it is really quite damaging to think too little of yourself, to have too little love of yourself, to think yourself dumb because, like myself, to think myself dumb because I'm blonde and a girl. I mean, how counterproductive is that? But this was like a core, this was to my core. This was a a real problem. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there like studying David Hawkins and his works. And I'm just like, well, I'm never going to reach that. Like, like I had this, um, this idea that I would never live unconditionally. I would never live even unconditional love. I, I would like, I can't even, you know, I just had this thing in my head that I just, that wasn't an option for me. Like I, I just didn't have that capacity. Um, and then anything beyond, because like, um, unconditional love is like turning to, I think it's like 500 and something and the levels of consciousness go up to thousand and above. Um, at around 600 you're vibrating at a certain you know 500 and something is like unconditional love <laughs> um, so anyway so I'm studying his work and I'm like you know this is never going to happen for me I'm never going to experience this in this lifetime I mean that is truly what I thought um and I studied it and studied it and studied it. And I, I, the study of it is a really interesting thing, but it is at least in the, in the direction of seeking it. So I was a seeker of enlightenment. So this person on the TikTok is talking about, you know, the seeker of enlightenment. And she's, this is what she was saying. She was saying that as we raise our vibration <laughs> and I'm and I'm laughing because I I feel like I feel like um I, and I'm not even exactly sure how to describe this but all of it is even if this talk of like raising your vibration And, and some of it is just, it's just so, like, like, uh, false pride. It's like the opposite of false humility. It's like this false pride, like thinking, us ever thinking for one second that we, like, did something for our, our, anything it's like do we realize that but for 
the grace of God, there would be no air for us to breathe. It, it is all, it is all based on the flowing, nurturing, sustaining benevolence of that, of source, of the, of divinity. So it's like when, when I even shudder to say something so dumb as to say, I'm going to raise my vibration to this level, we don't raise our vibration to this level. We don't. It's like we are raised to this level by the divine. We are, we are surrendered. We are, we are bestowed upon. We are graced into an experience. An awareness of that which was already there. And the idea that we were already enlightened. To understand that we are already enlightened. So, so this whole idea that she was talking about. Okay, but let me just go on. So she says... She says that once you raise this certain level, you no longer need a savior. You, and as she put it, and I don't remember David Hawkins ever saying such a thing, you become the savior. I, I, don't, I don't know that he ever actually said that. Um, and then she said, and then at some point, no disease can live in your body. It just can't. It cannot live in your physical body when you reach some... Uh, uh, this is her assertion. I don't know if David Hawkins actually said it, but she was... It was all of this whole TikTok, which is 60 seconds, was based around his work. Now, I know that he talks about that, that um, he doesn't think there is anything whatsoever wrong with individuals believing in a savior in Jesus talking on their behalf when they die he doesn't think there's anything with like he thinks that's totally fine but at some point point the seeker of an of enlightenment some seekers of enlightenment um would not need a savior they don't need a savior. It's not that they don't love Jesus. It's not that they don't love Buddha. It's not, you know, it's just they do no longer need, are in need of a savior. And then, it's, and then she, her assertion, and I don't even remember David Hawkins ever saying such a thing, um, that you never have a disease in your body again. That's what she says. I, I don't know. I don't know if David Hawkins ever said that. And I don't even know that I even want to go back and go over his works and um, try to see if he did indeed say such a thing. Because I, I don't know. And it just goes to this other idea that that was a really big obstacle for me. And this idea of enlightenment is... 
that you're never going to get sick again. If you're enlightened, you'll never be sick again. You'll never have an ailment again. You'll never um, stub your toe. <laughs> you will be blissfully happy forevermore. So if I if I stub my toe, does that mean I'm not enlightened? These are just these are just things that I toy with that I just want to throw out there because I think they're interesting. I hope other people think they're interesting. I guess if people didn't think they were interesting, they wouldn't be following my content. So I appreciate the people who are who are willing to listen to these ideas. <laughs> so what I have found since I had a shift in perception that I don't even know what to call it for a while. I mean, and I had a friend once say, well, why do you feel the need to name it? You know, and I, I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess I just do. Um, you know, and turning into a mystic, it's like, well, what is a mystic? Well, the reason why I call myself a mystic is because I have, I have these experiences fairly regularly that are really strange. And I, I may have had them before, but I did not have them with the frequency that I have them now. And I had a complete shift in perception and I am different than I was before. And so, and I also experience something habitually, like, like my perception is different than it was before. You know, I had, I had gotten these tattoos on my, on my hands. It's it's a, it's a story that I don't really want to get into, but people often ask me about them and they're like, well, what do they mean? And the tattoos on my hand are an outward expression of something that happened inside of myself that I had a life-changing experience. Um, I, I had heard the term, um, okay, wait, what is it called? A, a, a spiritual experience. Okay. Um, it was a extraordinary, I think it's called an extraordinary spiritual experience. No, I I can't remember the first term. Um, Where I, so it's like similar to people who have near death experiences. And honestly, I have wondered if I didn't have a near death experience. But the, but the problem with that is that that it was as if I I went into this other state but then never came back. And so so I oftentimes would say that there were five different things that I was either dead and didn't know it, in a coma and didn't know it, had a brain tumor, um, I had gone completely nuts or I was having a God experience. And so 
And so having been somebody who who um, studied enlightenment to the degree that I studied enlightenment, I, I, I believe that I had something that was similar to an experience of enlightenment. Okay, so then herein lies another problem. In a way, as if I really, in some ways, having had the experience that I had and having had the reaction to the experience I had, which was all the people around me thinking I was completely nuts. Um, at this point, I'm not really inclined to care what people think. I'm not going to say that it never hurts my feelings, like what people say or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a rock, but generally speaking, I'm I'm not hooked on what people think of me. However, like representing myself in a certain way, you know, oh, well, that's the girl who thinks she's enlightened. So do I call myself enlightened? Do I do I proclaim myself enlightened? Do I? And what is the expectation of being an enlightened person? Even of myself? You know, what are my expectations of being an enlightened person? And before I was in the situation that I'm in now, in the state of mind that I'm in now, I believed that I would never have the fluctuating emotions that I have. So that could indeed be a barrier to me believing or understanding that I would be enlightened. And, and do I have diseases? Do I get sick? You know, and I don't know. I don't know. But this is an interesting thing that came to mind, came to mind for me when I was listening to the TikTok about David Hawkins. And that was, I made this correlation between that and Dr. Joe Dispenza's work with people who have disease and trauma. Some of these people, they don't have, they may not have a tumor, but they have a huge obstacle in their life with trauma. And so they go to his, his events, they go to his workshops and they do his meditations and somehow they're healed. I mean, some of these people are actually coming back with, with physical evidence of their healing. And this woman in the TikTok was saying that it has something to do with the vibration. The vibration of, and I don't believe that Dr. Dispenza has ever said anything about his own vibration. He never, he doesn't talk about himself that way. He gives people a space, I mean, this is just my observation of him. He gives people a space with which to come and, and he provides an atmosphere that 
is of a vibrational level that people's diseases are dissolving. So, and so I, I found that interesting, that correlation with this, the TikTok that I was watching. But what has happened to me is that sometimes I will listen to things and sometimes I won't. Like, and so I was interested in this particular TikTok because of who she was talking about. I mean, I, I mean, and, and here's the other thing that I think is so weird. How did that come into, onto my feed? And, and are, and are all of the apps on, on my phone talking to one another and, and saying, you know, somehow by me talking about David Hawkins and saying his name and doing these podcasts on my phone, like, how is that coming? Now, see, some people have, have, have tried to say that that's how my, my synchronicities have actually happened, but they're actually entirely wrong about that. They're, they're categorically wrong about that because my synchronicities are happening in in my seemingly real life. I mean, they happen sometimes on my phone, but they happen in my real life. <laughs> I had the the weirdest thing, and I haven't talked about them in so long. But I did a number of um, of YouTube's on the theme of eagles or hawks. It wasn't eagles. It was hawks. I have this huge affinity for birds. I, I just love them. I, I, I say a blessing every time I see a bluebird. Bluebirds are very significant to me. And I, I, I am always looking for them. <laughs> And I have been for years. I remember, I'm going to get back to this in a second, my hawk story, but I remember I, I did a lot of driving for years and um, I always noticed birds on a wire and there was this this one wire and I, I would like count the birds on it and I would send my son text messages about, <laughs> today there were, you know, four birds on the wire Anyway, um, but I've had an affinity for birds for many years. But the other day, I was standing at a park, actually with a client. And I'm standing there, and this hawk comes flying, like, directly over us. I mean, like, soaring directly over our heads. I'm like, oh my God, look at that bird. And then it was just like, it was like right there over our head. I'm like, oh, it was just, it was utter magic. It was just the most amazing thing. Um, so I would say um, that the majority of my synchronicities are happening in my actual life. And so that would debunk the theory that the phone is just 
consistently messing with me. <laughs> Which some people believe is the truth. But, um, but anyway, so, so back to this whole thing. So, but I want to get back to the false humility too, as well. I, I want to, to, I want to say that, that we should just generally, I'm, 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 giving us a case of the shoulds, okay? So here's my should for the day that I don't usually do, but we just shouldn't judge. We shouldn't judge. We shouldn't judge even ourselves. Like, we're not really a great judge of ourselves, to judge ourselves too highly or to judge ourselves too lowly. I just, I just think that it is, that it is, um, it's an obstacle. It was an obstacle for me to, and to also, it's, it's, how do I word this? Because I don't, I don't, this is what is coming to mind. And I'm sorry, this is going to be for some, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. We're all adults. Okay. So the idea of an orgasm, because to me, enlightenment is a little bit, is a little bit synonymous with this idea of an orgasm. Now, for men, I think that orgasm is a lot easier. I, I could be saying that incorrect. Maybe maybe some men have a hard time orgasming, orgasming but I have never met one. Anyway, <laughs> men just seem to have a much easier time with an orgasm than women. Um, anyway, so from a female standpoint... Um, Maybe it's not the best analogy, but I'm just going to use it. So from the same, the female standpoint, it is like this, um, it is a weird space. Okay. So like you can't, it's like you, like it has to be like, like come to a certain way. Like, like, um, it's like, okay, a little bit this way, a little bit that way. Okay. This isn't working. Okay. We have to kind of. And it's, but in actuality, it is a, it is a surrendering to a moment and releasing, releasing, um, resistance to the experience and this allowing of the experience. And you can't be a little too much in your head and you can't be too little in your head. I, I mean, it's, it's really kind of the weirdest thing. And then the body just takes over. The, the body just like takes over. Like you, there's, <laughs> there's no, like, like if you, if you try too hard, 
that may not work. If you try to, if there's no effort, I mean, I think it's a challenging for a woman to have an orgasm if there's no effort whatsoever. Um, and so, and so it is sort of with enlightenment. It's like, um, an awareness to have an awareness, but at some point you just sort of have to get out of your own way. But for me, this false humility was a huge obstacle for me because I had this, this belief, this utter belief that I would never be enlightened in this, this lifetime. I absolutely had that belief. And it was, it was partly through reading the works of David Hawkins. The, the reading his works and and through my own lens of of already poor self-esteem and um I just and judging myself too harshly judging myself too harshly and so now on this other side of this shift in my perception I could do it do the I could I could once again be judging myself too harshly on this side of of that as well and say well I can't be enlightened because I get mad sometimes I can't be enlightened because I get sad or I I get sick sometimes or And so, and so it's just something that I wanted to, to talk about that I think, I think actually like something that I have really been considering lately, which is a whole other podcast, but it's sort of relates here is going back to this idea of just simply living and not really having judgment about anything. Not having judgment about anything. Like I'm, right now I'm thinking about, I, was, I, I had this thing come to me the other day because I, I actually, oftentimes I judge myself because I I think it would be great to have a life partner. I really do. I, I think I would enjoy that immensely. Somebody to share my life with, somebody to share my my joy with, to experience things with, to um come stay with me and go hiking. I mean, I just, I think it would be so great. I think that would be so nice. And there's this part of me 
that I'm not sure has actually come from inside of me. I think it's, it's a cultural thing that I have this belief that somehow I'm supposed to be this rock who has no desire for anything ever and I don't need a man and some ridiculous notion of a strong independent woman that you know I don't understand it I I don't really know it but I had this like really weird feeling come on me that it's what life is about life here is about the experience of each other it's like we wouldn't be set up the way that we are socially and the way our bodies are all set up we are completely wired for relationships and attachments to other people and so it's like it's what it's what it's about is mating <laughs> mating two birds sitting on a wire I also saw this this uh, TikTok yesterday about this parrot whose um, whose little partner had passed away and he was weak from grief It's like, I see like animals and just, I mean, weak from grief, just love, to love somebody enough to grieve their loss, the loss of them. And at least our visibility, like we can't see them, we can't feel them we can't touch them in that moment because they're they're gone for one reason or another and what a what a gift it is to love somebody that much <laughs> but anyway i'm going to go i appreciate you all listening i hope this makes sense <laughs> I thank you for listening and I'll be back with other ideas and that's a wrap